welcome to the BMC Run and Re-Event Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perez, and today, Ram Chakravarti, our Chief Technology Officer, returns to chat with Seth Paskin, Director of Technical Marketing here at BMC. So today we're going to talk about Helix and how BMC is using intelligent technologies. So Seth, I will turn it over to you. Great. Thank you, Jill and Ram. A pleasure to speak with you again. Welcome back. Thank you, Seth. All right, so let's kick this off with just a little bit of context. You know, we, we hear a lot in the market these days. Uh, you called a buzzword bingo on the last podcast about artificial intelligence, machine learning, robot process automation, cognitive technologies. Can you just give us a quick definition of those, what those intelligent technologies are and, and what they really mean in practical terms for consumers? Yeah, I mean, uh... Yeah, we talked about each of these uh, quickly. AI is basically a, a machine that uh, can uh, do a bunch of cognitive stuff, much like humans can, which is think, learn, understand, and reason. Uh, machine learning is a subset of AI. I won't go into the details because we covered it in the uh, podcast, uh, prior podcast. Machine learning is a subset of uh, artificial intelligence that's finding the broadest applicability uh, in the industry today. Uh, and it's based on learning rather than programming, right? Teaching systems. Uh, robotic process automation is basically using um, a machine to interact, uh, transact with uh, applications in a human-centric way to uh, improve productivity by automating some workflows. And cognitive technology is a broad umbrella that encompasses all of the above and extends uh, beyond just the operational components, but also into creating differentiated experiences with uh, chatbots and uh, what have you as well. Um, so in terms of how this applies to us and what it means to our customer, I mean, our strategy, as uh, uh, Jill mentioned, is our run and reinvent strategy. The reinvent part of our strategy is uh, guided by four solution principles. These are modern platforms, optimizing for multi-cloud deployment, intelligence-driven and creating an exceptional user experience. Of these, the intelligence-driven piece, uh, the intelligence-driven principle is at the heart of our approach to infusing AI in software development across our product lines. So this is where I bet big, both across mainframe and distributed systems. Uh, but uh, given that this is a topic, uh, uh, the focal point is Helix, uh, maybe I should stick to uh, just uh, uh, that uh, component. Sure. No, that makes that makes sense. In fact, let's segue to that. If we're talking about infusing our product development, we know we've you know we know we've recently launched uh, automated mainframe intelligence for mainframe, and we've got you know decades of intelligent technologies built into our various solutions. But let's talk specifically about what we're doing with Helix, what we have now, and kind of what we're thinking about doing. Sure. So what what okay? Let's uh, what we have now. We've had for a little while now, we've had Helix Cognitive Management, which is the collaborative AI piece that I might have mentioned in a previous uh, discussion, where it's truly the, I mean, the first of its kind uh, in service management in the industry, in that it provides a differentiated experience with chatbots uh, uh, that also have context switching, and it fundamentally helps reimagining the whole uh, service management experience by uh, empowering the workforce with these intuitive, intelligent, and differentiated experience, right? So at the heart of it is AI and machine learning. And 
Predictive analytics and chatbots lend a new dimension to service management to better serve customers and employees. So that's what we've had for a little while. Um, on the ITOM side, which is my uh, basic, uh, I mean, if I were to bet, uh, I would bet big on uh, the ITOM side and the impact of AI ops. Our uh, colleagues in the uh, legacy DSO world would talk about uh, having uh, machine uh, learning type algorithms already embedded in our TrueSight products. Yes, uh, let's give mm -hmm. them a nod. But beyond that, there's so much more we can do, right? So AI ops powered uh, ITOM products can do a whole bunch of things in terms of offering real-time insights to into user experience, events, and services to not just proactively identify issues, but also predictively identify issues and correct them before they occur. Our friends on the Amy side of the house have done it already, and there's no reason why we cannot extend that to the distributed system as one killer use case. And the broader point I want to make is that we just at the beginning of our AI ops journey, what we need to do is have the Helix platform get its PFI as our foundational cornerstone on top of which we can amp up our focus on differentiation with AI ops. So in closing, what I'd say is, I think we're okay with where we are from a market leadership standpoint, from chatbots and collaborative AI. And I would personally devote attention to high-value cross-product solutions enabled by AI, which can help us break down barriers with adjacencies as well in our core solutions. And if we do that, and if you're successful in taking it to market, we're in a great place. Great. Thank you for that. <clears throat> uh, it's certainly a very exciting time to be at BMC, that's for sure. Um, and there's just so much activity. It's a joy to see it happen. You know, uh, I think we, we know there's a lot of stuff happening in the platform. You just mentioned a few examples of where we're at and, and some of the things we're thinking about. How, how can we help our customers or how can customers take advantage of that and, and what sorts of incremental value are they going to see, for example, out of adopting chatbot over you know, the traditional way of doing service management and uh, with manual tasks and, and, and headcount and so forth? Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a lot of hype, right? And uh, uh, given where we are in our intelligence journey, and given the fact that the potential is enormous, I would uh, humbly submit that we and our customers, uh, in turn, have to be relentlessly, relentlessly focused on three things. The first of these is to make the right strategic bets for us, and that translates into what we can provide our customers. And this is whether it's buy, build, or partner, the strategic bets that we make in our intelligence journey must be in the context of a high impact use case that translates directly to one or more positive business outcomes, and these being revenue impact, productivity gains, and risk mitigation. So if we do that, then we are in a good place in terms of what we can take to market. Customers are in a good place then with a clear value proposition by implementing our solutions that they can realize uh, these positive business outcomes. So that's number one. The second thing I would ask uh, that we focus on and customers focus on is excellence in execution. What I mean by this is do this right with the right mix of high caliber talent as well as domain expertise. And in our case, the domain expertise is in IT operations as well as data science. So we need to get the right talent in-house to augment what we already have. And the second point with respect to excellence and execution, I would say, particularly with respect to intelligence, AI ops, is let's not roll this out in a hurry. 
because as we well know, these are learning systems. So let's take adequate measures with sufficient training data and test these thoroughly to ensure that we've got the answer right. And more importantly, are asking the right questions. We don't want uh, the answer to be 42. I mean, if you get what I mean, right? Yeah. And <laughs> Old reference. <laughs> yep. Uh, and the last thing I would say, the third piece is, Whatever we do, it's not for the sake of technology. It needs to be able to be translated in terms of meaningful business outcomes and not IT speak. That's, that's really key in cracking the code in terms of where, what we can do and how we can help our customers realize the benefits from our investments in intelligence. Great. I, again, super straightforward, clear, and I think really impactful and, and useful guidance. Uh, I, I appreciate that. And I know our customers and our, our listeners do as well. I want to throw you a tiny little curveball here on this, this next question. Um, you know, we wanted to ask about what you thought of the future of BMC products. I don't really want to talk, want you to talk about the roadmap or, you know, we don't want to get into those details, but you mentioned in your uh, discussion about adoption, talking about strategy, build versus buy. So we've taken a strategy where we're putting, we're embedding AI into our platform, but we're also taking an, a, an open approach for external artificial intelligence engines like Tens TensorFlow and Watson. Can you tell us a little bit about just kind of what we're thinking from a BMC perspective about balancing out, putting our domain knowledge to work inside of our products versus allowing customers to kind of bring their own? Hmm. Okay, that's a bit of a curveball for sure. <laughs> but, okay, so this is all right. So this is how I would answer it, right? So I won't get. I mean, I don't want us to get bogged down in terms of we'll give you some pieces of the puzzle and you basically uh, fill in the blanks with what you've already got, right? It's got to be in the context of what is a meaningful solution that translates into business outcomes. But that, with that as the premise, what I would say is, I, I mean, the way I look at uh, whether it's buy, build, or partner, uh, open source, or proprietary, what we do in terms of technologies playing into the future of BMC products is beyond AI ops, I would look at six additional areas of focus without talking about roadmap or anything, right? So one is data ops, and this is uh, something that you should actually talk to Gore about. Uh, him and the DBA organization are thinking and moving in terms of what can we do in the data pipeline to improve throughput, accuracy, and automation as the data moves from source to outcomes? And this is really about the democratization of data expertise to business users without being overly reliant on data scientists. It's a good problem to solve, right? Mm -hmm. Great Second, problem. Yeah. Second one is cybersecurity. Uh, I think I've talked about this, but the natural adjacency between aspects of uh, cybersecurity, the SIM, and ITOM and ITSM, there's a lot of scope for what we, we can do uh, from an AIML standpoint and beyond. Third, IoT, right? So edge computing, IoT, we can offer a lot in the space between what we have from an ITOM and ITSM standpoint. But what we need to be aware of and, uh, I mean, hold ourselves to is we need a compelling business case and proof points that this is a meaningful bet that can scale. Four, an area where we've traditionally sucked, right? Which is lots to, which is DevOps. Clearly there's lots to do in this space. There's a lot of freemium. The DevOps community is a completely different mindset. Past attempts have mixed with, uh, met with mixed success at best, and that's probably a euphemistic way of putting it. 
What we need to do is land on a BMC-wide strategic posture on DevOps that will then drive product strategy and roadmap. Uh, I will say this though, our Z Solutions guys are making a really cool foray into DevOps. Um, I won't steal that thunder. Likewise, the DBA team is thinking about uh, DevOps and doing a bunch of stuff that is DevOps related in terms of the shift left. But as a company, uh, as a whole, what do we want to do in this DevOps play is a fundamental question we need to answer. Last two things, and I won't belabor the point. Connected clouds, which is basically proliferation of integration across multi-cloud and a hybrid, hybrid IT landscape. What can we provide that is differentiated as a neutral vendor uh, from a multi-cloud hybrid IT management standpoint is a question that we would need to continue to address and a rather important one. And the last focus area I would uh, basically kind of uh, uh, bring up for your attention is verticalization. And this is around the use of intelligence to provide industry-specific solutions, say for the telco or the financial services verticals or beyond. Again, we'll have to figure out what is the right bet that needs to be made, what is the business case that then translates into a meaningful set of verticalized solutions. Gotcha, okay. So <clears throat> I probably shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't have asked you that question that way, but what I'm hearing you say is, we're gonna make intelligent choices about strategically what makes sense in areas that we can meaningfully add value and solve problems, and that will help guide our, our technical strategy around what we do from an integration versus a partnering versus a buy versus a build in our products. Exactly, it's, it's all of the above and it's the uh, right horse for the right cause or something like that as uh, an adage goes, right? Yes, so I think we'll close with this. We asked you to do a little little bit of forecasting in, in the last podcast and you mentioned uh, the CB Insights uh, paper on AI trends. So I won't ask you to rehash that, but um, in terms of just, you know, any any big changes that what what are you most excited about you know and seeing in the next let's call it six to you know twelve months to twenty four months one to two years happening down the pipe either at BMC or in the marketplace? Okay, let's look beyond BMC in the marketplace, right? So, um, so I, I see two potential futures for uh, humanity. One is Terminator. The other is Wally. As a result of our AI overlords taking over the world, <laughs> but that, that was a joke, right? So, kidding about the dystopian future aside, I would look at the following uh, in no particular order as uh, big bets potentially. One is blockchain, and uh, it's obvious. I mean, yes, it's going through a transitionary period. The honeymoon is over, but with BMC, I, I, I would basically ask a question. Is there scope for distributed ledger transaction as a basis for the next information exchange model as we contemplate the next gen CMDB or uh, agile information maps uh, that Praveen talks about or beyond? That's one. Second, uh, augmented reality and virtual reality as a basis for multi-experience. Multi-experience, by the way, is the latest Gartner buzzword, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what is multi-experience as opposed to, uh, anyway, forget it, don't get me started there. And AIML, I think I mentioned, we're still scratching the surface here. The limit is uh, uh, near infinite. Fourth is quantum computing. Uh, I mean, this is much more futuristic, notwithstanding Google's recent announcement on quantum supremacy, followed by IBM's counterclaim and what have you. Uh, it should make for an interesting time ahead. I'm not going to predict doom and gloom where quantum computers uh, render everything that we have today obsolete. 
I think it's going to be a gradual period of evolution and uh, coexistence, uh, which should be which would bo which should bode for a really really interesting uh, set of things for us to aspire for and do maybe in the five to ten year horizon. Great. Well, that is super exciting. Uh, I certainly, uh, as I mentioned last time, I'm very excited myself to see how this goes and. I'm excited about what we're doing at BMC, particularly on the Helix platform, which is where, uh, which is where I have my responsibilities to see what we're doing to help customers solve problems. Uh, Ram, as always, enlightening, fun, uh, interesting, and even a little funny. Uh, you got a couple of jabs in and jokes in today, so thank you again for your time, and and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again at some point in the future. Thanks, Seth, and I will uh, make a mental note not to ever get on a baseball field with you if your metaphorical uh, curveballs are uh, this cuey. Uh, I can only imagine how you would be on uh, the diamond. No, but uh, jokes aside, no, thank you. It's been fun as always. Uh, so let's see if we can make a repeat show of this. Yep, sounds great. All right, thank you so much. Jill, back to you. Great. Thank you, Seth. And yes, a very special thanks to our CTO, Ram Chakravarti, for joining us today. It was great to have you on with us again. So thank you for sharing your great insights with us. We appreciate it. Um, and to our listeners today, yes, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for more episodes. That'll be coming soon. But that is a wrap for today. Thanks for listening to the BMC Run and Reinvent podcast. Have a fantastic day.